Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is John 8, 31 through 59. In our culture, we refer to some moments as drop the mic moments. Uh, moments where um, someone says something so definitive and so clear and so irrefutable that the conversation, the argument is over. Today, we see one of the greatest drop the mic moments in the history of the world at the end of John 8, where Jesus says to the religious leaders, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was I am. Well, let's dig into John 8. And there's uh, two main themes I want us to consider. And one will get to that, the identity of Jesus at the end. But first, we see some things about the nature of salvation and really the slavery of sin and the condition of man and the only hope for man. It starts with Jesus now, it, our last passage ended in verse 30, talking about many believing in him. And it says in verse 31, now Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, let's look at this. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So even there, Jesus, I think is showing an acknowledgement. Hey, all that, all you that say you believe, some of you that belief is real and genuine, and some of you it is not. And what will show that is, do you abide in me, and do you know the truth, and does the truth set you free? Now, that was confusing to them because they're saying, we're offspring of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus said this very important statement. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. So, there we see some about the nature of the human condition and the problem of sin. Sin is enslaving. And so part of the problem of humanity is not merely the need for forgiveness. It's the need for freedom. Not only are we in trouble because of our sin and the consequences that will bring in the wrath of God, we also are enslaved to the power of sin. And we need a savior who will forgive us and, and free us from the penalty of sin, but we also need to set be set free from the power of sin. And that can only come through the son. Verse 36, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And then Jesus goes on uh, to describe their problem. And, and he comes back to this idea, we are the offspring of Abraham. And he is trying to show them that doesn't mean anything. You can be an offspring of Abraham and be enslaved to sin. And that's what he says in verse 37. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. And when they come back again and say, Abraham is our father, he says, uh, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works that Abraham did. So he keeps bringing it back to their sin 
problem and says, you're doing the works your father did. And he goes on to make it very clear. I'm talking about your father, the devil. Um, then that's what he says in verse 44, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And I think some of this even gets back to like chapter three and the idea you need to be born again. And again, in our context, the main issues might not be someone saying, well, hey, I'm a son of Abraham, so I'm good. But you might have people that say, well, I'm an American, so I'm good. Or I give to charity, so I'm good. Or some people might even feel, hey, well, because I'm into these progressive causes and somehow I think that's what Jesus would have done, well, then I'm good. Or because I'm a conservative, I'm good. When no, everyone on this planet, no matter what your background is, you are born a slave to sin and you will be a chip off the old block. You will follow in the footsteps of your father, the devil. And that can look unique, just like I think of my children. Each one of them looks unique, um, but they all in some way resemble me. Well, every sinner, that's going to show itself in a unique cocktail of sin for each person, but they all resemble their father, the devil. And your background can't get you out of that problem. You must be born again. You need to put your faith in the son. And so a couple very clear applications for us now, uh, you maybe are listening to this and you are still a slave to sin. And that's where, again, look at your life and consider what we talked about in our last section of reading. If you find that you are still walking in the darkness, uh, that should be a big red flag. You're clearly still a slave to sin. And again, doing better, trying harder, that's not going to get you out of it. Only faith in Christ, only having the light of the world turned on to you, will that change. You need a change of family. You need to be adopted into Christ's family. So the, the action step for you is repent and believe. Turn from your sin and put your faith in Christ. And if you are a Christian, and we'll get more into the specifics of this in chapter 15 of John, we should abide in him and his truth. That's what's going to keep us living out the freedom that Christ has given us. And I would even encourage you, and Romans 6 is another passage that talks a lot about this, we need to change the way we view sin. Part of the lie of the devil is sin is really good and fun and enjoyable. It's really not. It's death. That's what it is. And you've been set free from that. So like Romans 6 tells us, you need to reckon yourself dead to sin and realize you are not a slave to sin anymore. So don't present your body to sin anymore because now you are a slave of righteousness and you have a new heart within you and you've been raised with Christ to live a new life. So there's a lot there in John 8 about the nature of sin, the nature of our problem, and really how the solution is only through Christ. Well, this conversation that they're having devolves into just ad hominem attacks. Uh, the Jews answer him in verse 48, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Well, now they're just slandering Jesus because they can't refute the substance of 
what he says. And we see Jesus saying some other amazing things that we'll get more into, especially in John 11. And we saw some in chapter six, where he's saying, if you keep my word, you will never taste death. And then they get offended. Well, Abraham died. How can you say this? Um, And he talks about Abraham rejoicing to see his day. And now we're getting back again to more arguments for the deity of Christ and Christ pointing to who he is. And they get very offended in verse 57. You are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. And so even like we saw yesterday where Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. I think this is a clear, unmistakable reference to the name of God in Exodus 3. I am who I am, where Jesus is claiming divinity and he's claiming pre-existence before Abraham was, I am. And I don't know if you don't believe in the deity of Christ, if you don't believe in the pre-existence of Christ, I don't know how you get around this Uh, verse without just completely butchering it or completely ignoring it. And and in case you're thinking, well, no, that's not what they would have understood that, uh, that he was saying, really? Because they pick up stones to throw at him after that. No, they knew what Jesus was claiming. And so that's where, as we think about the solution to sin, that we are slaves of sin and how the solution to that is going to come through the light of the world, abiding in Christ's word and in his truth, none of that can be divorced from who Christ is. And that's why the deity of Christ is important to talking about the gospel, um, talking about what it means to be saved because our salvation comes from who Jesus is. The reason he can say, I am the light of the world is because he can also say, I am. Uh, It's because of who Jesus is that he is able to set us free from sin and the death that it brings. So hopefully there, that there's a clear call to salvation. If you are walking in darkness and you are still a slave to sin, there's truth for us that we need to abide in Christ and in his truth. And we need to be careful about how we view sin and to present ourselves not as slaves to sin anymore. And we need to remember that that's all because of who Jesus Christ is. And because, well, he is. And he can truly say, I am. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.